Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician and I have been working with these children for over 30 years and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts and hopefully you learn a little bit each time. Greetings. Today we're going to talk about headaches and behavioral problems in children and adolescents. Have you ever asked these questions? What do you do when your child has a headache? Is the headache something to worry about? Should you take your child to the emergency department or to see his doctor if he has a headache? Now, these are all great questions to ask. The good news is that headaches are common in children and adolescents. Various studies around the world with the incidence of headaches at over one half and up to three quarters of the pediatric population. So what types of headaches are there? Headaches consist of two types. There are primary headaches, which according to the Mayo Clinic, a primary headache is caused by overactivity of or problems with pain sensitive structures in your head. These headaches either have no recognized reason or are due to genetic vulnerabilities. The other kind of headache is called a secondary headache. According to the Mayo Clinic, a secondary headache is a symptom of a disease that can activate the pain-sensitive nerves of the head. About one in five children and adults combined will experience a secondary headache. There are four kinds of primary headaches. These are migraines, tension-type headaches, chronic daily headaches, and child periodic disorders. Migraines are one of the two most common primary headaches in children, affecting about one in 10 of the population. It does vary in frequency depending upon the age, with 1.2% of young children, and I mean even as young as a couple of months of age, up to one in every four adolescents. And that's the number who will experience migraines. While migraines don't generally cause physical health problems, there is a chance of less than one in 100,000 children that migraines could cause a stroke. These are more likely to be with adolescents. The second kind are tension type headaches. And these are the, most, the other most common headache types of childhood, but are less painful and disabling. The pain is mild to moderate. It can last anywhere from an hour to several days with a band-like pressure around the head. This type of headache may have the same triggers as migraines, such as stress, fatigue, and illness. It is also often found where there is muscle pain and tension, especially in the neck and shoulders. The third kind of headache are chronic daily headaches, which can be episodic, meaning that they occur less than 15 days per month, or chronic, which means 15 or more days per month. These are divided into three categories. There are chronic migraines, chronic tension type headaches, and new daily persistent headaches, which are, which are abbreviated NDPH. In this type of headache, 
there is a new headache each day. And after three days, it becomes daily. Physicians need to rule out other reasons for this headache due to its sudden onset. The trigger could be a viral infection, a mild head injury, or it might be post-surgical. Many have no known trigger, however. The fourth uh, kind are childhood periodic disorders. There are several other headache disorders that are not as common, but are found in children. These are abdominal migraines, cyclical vomiting syndrome, and benign paroxysmal vertigo. These paroxysmal, also known as sudden unexpected events, may eventually lead to migraines in children. There are several reasons for secondary pediatric headaches. As noted earlier, these headaches come from a variety of sources in the child and in the child's world. The type of reasons could be medication overuse, in which case they would have what's called a rebound headache. Often pain medicines used over and over again, be it acetaminophen, ibuprofen, or other uh, pain medicine, headache medica medications can cause rebound problems if they're taken chronically. Next are brain tumors, head injuries, increased intracranial pressure, and infections. Now, COVID is the latest to add to the list of ailments that can cause headaches. And of course, it's a viral infection. Headaches are a common symptom of most respiratory infections, sinus infections, meningitis, and strep throat. Infections also frequently have fevers and headaches, which helps to understand why the child also has headaches. The last area for a secondary headache would be side effects of medication. So it's not the same as a rebound, it's a side effect of the medication itself. So what behavioral problems can be seen while a child has a headache? Well, even as an adult, trying to concentrate and be pleasant during a headache can be hard. For children and adolescents who haven't reached the social and emotional level to suppress what they are feeling, behavioral problems show up quickly. Teacher and parents will notice the following behavioral issues when a child or adolescent has a headache. They're more likely to be socially abrupt or rude. They'll have difficulty maintaining their attention. They'll have problems concentrating. They'll be more argumentative. And they'll complain more about the headache and environmental triggers such as noise or light. Children with known anxiety, depression, or ADHD have the most difficulties since they already work hard to control how they're feeling in order to be compliant and get along when they're feeling good. With a headache, they will quickly decompensate, refusing to work, letting parents and teachers know that they don't feel good and they wanna get some relief. Adults need to acknowledge and support the child or adolescent, not demand that they tough it out. This latter response will only lead to resentment and worsening of behavior. It doesn't matter what the reason for the headache is. The complaint needs to be believed with actions put in place to help the child. The first step at school would be to have the student go to the school nurse to determine if there is a fever or other possible infection cause for the headache. The school nurse can also question the child about possible head injuries, of which concussions are the most common. Headaches may be the first symptom after a head injury. If these are negative, the nurse can have the child spend some time in the office laying down 
where it is quieter and dimmer to see if that helps. If all else fails, the nurse can call the parents to find out about any other reasons for the headache and if it is okay to provide some pain reliever. As a last resort, the child could be taken home if they absolutely can't focus uh, and pay attention in the classroom. So how do you take care of your child with a headache? What you do to stop a headache or prevent a headache in your child depends on the cause. Treatment of pediatric headache is of three basic types. There's symptomatic, such as turning down the lights, quieting the room, having them rest. There's abortive, which can be drugs used in the treatment, but that depends on the following, the headache type and how often your child has it, the type of symptoms present that the child has, weighing the adverse effect profile against the symptoms and degree of pain your child is having, and if your child has other conditions called comorbidities, which might get worse depending on the drug used. There's also preventative non-pharmacologic treatments of migraine and tension type headaches that can include the following and can be very useful. Elimination of identified precipitants. Again, sound and light are big with that. Lifestyle changes and then stress relief. When looking at headache risks in general, the following actions could be of use, though they won't eliminate headaches all the time. First, there's plenty of sleep. And then there's avoiding the skipping of meals. The less we eat, the more our body is having to function using secondary sources of energy. And those can cause headaches. So you have to provide and make sure your child has all their meals and if needed, some in-between snacks. Eating minimally processed foods. There are a lot of preservatives such as MSG, which can indeed trigger headaches. Regular exercise. It is found that regular exercise is very useful, but going too fast and too hard can trigger an exertion headache and not doing it at all can cause headaches too. Monitoring stress and taking time to relax or meditate. Limiting time in overly bright or overly, lo overly loud environments. Maintaining good posture. Now this would be important, especially if you look at tension type headaches around the head and neck and the shoulders. Avoiding foods that are known triggers to headaches in your child, such as foods with aspartamine, which is NutraSweet, aged cheeses, fermented products, chocolate, and products with caffeine. When your child gets a headache, have them lay down and rest in a quiet, dimly lit, and possibly slightly cooler room. If needed, use over-the-counter pain medications, but do so sparingly since they can lead to rebound headaches if used too much. And if the headache is present with other symptoms, such as fever, dizziness, nausea, or vomiting, contact your healthcare provider for advice and possibly an appointment. Headaches are common, but they need to be respected because they make it very hard to function. And if we want our children to behave well, we have to understand and work with them when they're not feeling.